0: Hello friends and welcome back to John Guest Remembers, the weekly CCGF podcast chronicling the life and ministry of Pastor John Guest. In this episode, John reflects on he and Kathy's decision to stay in Pittsburgh. That decision pushes John's college ministry into the creation of the Coalition for Christian Outreach and expands his role working with junior and senior high students while at St. Stephen's. Thank you for joining us as John Guest Remembers. Well, with it pretty much settled that we would endeavor to stay in Pittsburgh? Uh, there are two tracks that uh, the Lord led us down. One was St. Stephen's because we had a ministry there to the young people, and the other was the establishment of a college and university ministry, which we ended up calling the Coalition for Christian Outreach. The idea was to create a coalition of all the ministries within about a 150-mile radius of Pittsburgh. There had been a problem, a continuing problem, intermittently but continuing, with national organizations working on our college campuses, with the staff owing an allegiance to a board and uh, senior staff who were not in the Pittsburgh area. And so, whether it's InterVarsity or Campus Crusade or Navigators, while they come and operate within a given university, and may stay for two or three or four years. Their allegiance is not in the first place to the university, but to the organization for which they're working. So I was working with a man by the name of Neil Rendell, and he was the Intervarsity staff man. He was a very close friend. He was an usher, and uh, in our wedding when Kathy and I got married in Philadelphia, and because of my ties to Intervarsity Christian Fellowship. Through the making of the Jonathan and Charles album, it was a natural to work primarily with him, but we went by campus and camp by one campus or another, uh, working with all the Christian ministries that would cooperate on campus. So that was at least in the evangelical stream: Intervarsity Christian Fellowship, Campus Crusade for Christ, and Navigators. Then you had, around the college campuses, certain churches that were very good, healthy churches that would hire somebody to work on the staff of the church, but also on the college campus, which was local, uh, local to them. So we called it the coalition with the idea that we would encourage and give the means of encouraging These various ministries, including United Campus Ministries, the Catholic Ministries uh, with the John Newman Centers, to work together to evangelize the campus. And uh, the follow-up work would be divided amongst the various organizations according to their capacity to follow up the evangelism that we were doing. So we put that to paper. We put together a board of uh, leading Christian men, whether in ministry or in business, and some women, but mostly men, as I remember. We incorporated under the title of the Coalition for Christian Outreach and sought to establish a 501c3, which is a non-profit tax-deductible Uh, standing with the IRS so that donations that would come to us would not be taxable to the donors. And we began to talk with other ministries and churches and colleges which had a Christian base about this cooperative effort. And the idea generally was this, and this was put into writing and printed along with the symbol that uh, still is the symbol for the CCO, the Coalition for Christian Outreach, which is a open cross, we established a principle, and it was this, that staff we would hire would raise one-third of their own salary. One-third of the salary, another-third of the salary, would be raised by the CCO, and we would encourage churches and colleges and organizations associated with the college to pay for the other third. So that made it pretty manageable for a person, a staff guy coming on, to raise only a third of his salary. Whereas with InterVarsity and Campus Crusade, they had to raise all of their salary if they were going to go on staff. And uh, it also had us working with either churches near campuses or the campuses themselves, whether it was the sports department, the housing, the dormitory support for the students, resident dorm assistants, whether it was working in the chapel if there was one at the school, for them to hire our people for a third of the cost, which was a very attractive offer with CCO. A uh, coalition for Christian outreach raising, which was primarily my responsibility, to raise the other third of their salary. So we began to employ and expand quite a large staff very quickly. We opened up an office in Sir Wickley for the CCO. I hired a local girl as a secretary that was recommended to me, and we had an upstairs office over one of the stores on Beaver Street in Sirwickley, and the staff at that time, some of our first staff people were David Deal, uh, Chip Nix, Tom Phillips, later Don Wilson, another was uh, Ted Schumacher, who had gotten converted, he was a basketball player, Bill Thatcher came from out of town. He had worked with us at least for one summer, maybe two, as uh, an administrative guy with the details of organizing the evangelism we did at Virginia Beach and at uh, Grand Haven. And so we brought him on as an administrative uh, person, director, which we had more and more need. And of course, we had the excursions, the band. And so we traveled from place to place doing these evangelistic concerts, spending three days on a campus, often with the effect of leaving something close to 400, maybe sometimes more, people who'd inquired as to further information about following Christ, knowing Christ. A number of these people got converted and then came on staff with us that was true of Ted Schumacher who spent now a whole lifetime working at Kent State University he's recently retired and his son is the staff person there primarily working with athletes Sally Cheney came to work with us who uh, had been a presbyterian education person from Fox Chapel and she became director of housing Certainly, she was a dorm resident, dorm assistant, at Geneva College. But Grove City was a big school for recruiting students. Westminster, some colleges, all of these close to Pittsburgh. Guy by the name of Dave Licious, amazingly, got converted. Delicious, and his wife to be at uh, the University of Pittsburgh, which was one of our early stops. Chip Nix went to work at Allegheny College, halfway between here and Erie. Tom Phillips, who had been a student at Syracuse when we visited there a couple of years before, he came on staff and went to work at Worcester College. There were other schools like Carnegie Mellon University and University of Pittsburgh that were natural, with already staff associated with churches close by. These staff folks would come together weekly to support one another, pray together, and we met at the office on Beaver Street and uh, had a day of fellowship and planning and talking about how things were going. So that was the CCO, and that just continually began to expand. That was one track that began to flourish with this College Evangelism and going from school to school, the other track, Saint Stephen's, was remarkable. I got to preach as the youth minister there, ordained in England. I had my letters transferred from the diocese of Liverpool, where I had worked for a year, to uh, the diocese of Pittsburgh, with Bishop Robert Appleyard, and so my letters demissory, as they were called brought me under the authority of the Episcopal Bishop of Pittsburgh, and so I began to associate with the leadership of those the parishes in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, of which St. Stephen Sewickley was one such parish, actually one of the uh, what they call cardinal parishes lead parishes. Another such parish was Calvary Episcopal Church in the East End, which is where the dream all began with Sam Shoemaker. But at St. Stephen's, I ran as part-time youth minister, living on site in a house that had previously been the Catholic manse, which had about a half a dozen bedrooms, each with its own bathroom. St. Stephen's re-equipped the whole thing Uh, We did a lot of decorating ourselves, Kathy and me, to make it warm and habitable. And other young adults came and lived with there that sort of glommed on to us as we got connected to them, whether at Virginia Beach or Grand Haven. The church, I met with the staff every Monday morning. I gave them Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because there's not a whole lot that you can do on a college campus those three days. The staff welcomed me, and I worked with the staff on Mondays at the staff meeting. I ran the high school Sunday morning Sunday school class, which we ended up holding in our front parlor of this large house, and I recruited two or three of the young adults around me Chip Nix, who ended up coming on CCO staff, Tom Phillips, who'd moved into this area and ended up coming on Young Life staff, another fellow by the name of Leroy Thompson, who was the son of one of the sewer families, and Steve Nash, who was a son of another one of the local families. Steve had been radically converted, had a major conversion. And so They worked with me, with the young people. We became a team. And we actually had those guys who were all single come and have breakfast with us on Sunday morning before the Sunday school class. So we were kind of a Sunday breakfast club of leadership. And then uh, along the way, uh, Nano Chalfant got serious about the Lord not daughter of one of the major families in Swickley and at Saint Stephen's. In fact, her dad was the honorary treasurer, almost a full-time position, I think, for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Another young lady, Connie Oliver, who was the daughter of another family. They all became part of a team of fellowship, and so we did our high school Sunday morning class. From time to time, I would assist in worship and preach. I think on average I got to preach about once a month, and the Lord really blessed that preaching. But my primary job was on college campuses with the band and uh, these new staff people as we began to build a ministry within a 150-mile radius of Pittsburgh. At the church, however, we did start an afternoon middle school recreational event 4 o'clock on a sunday afternoon at the church in the church hall again i round, rounded up assistance to help run that these young men and in particular don wilson he was the father of uh, a high school daughter and a middle school couple of middle school kids and so i recruited him to come and help as a parent What we did was kind of run the stink out of the kids for about 45 minutes with some pretty hearty recreation, and then sit them down, semi-exhausted they would be, and uh, take 10 or 15 minutes to talk about the Lord. I would play my guitar and sing maybe a popular song and then a Christian song, and then just talk about knowing Jesus and having a personal relationship. And it was out of that class that the first major young person convert came, Gigi Scapic came to talk with Kathy and me after one of those middle school events and prayed with us and asked the Lord into her life. And she was the first of a long chain of young adults, well, she was a child in school at that time, of course, who came to know the Lord. And then we started a Sunday evening fellowship for young adults who were beginning to come around. Uh, we were young adults ourselves. Kathy had our first child about a month after we moved into Sir Wickley, so the kids would come around and hang out with us as well. And so we started a Monday evening supper club for the high school students, and they would come and help cook. They would cook in our kitchen, And uh, that became another event for high school students. So our weekend looked like this Uh, Saturday was kind of loosely relational. Sunday morning was church with high school and services. Sunday afternoon was middle school. Sunday evening was a young adult fellowship. And Monday evening was a high school supper club. Monday morning, I had staff meeting with uh, Dr. Ben Williams, who was the rector, Sam Odom, and those were the clergy staff. And then Lee Kohlenberg was the music director. He was new, as was I. I think they were our ministerial staff, and then there were some administrative people. Betsy Schenk was one, Laura Robertson another. So that was our life together for about a year or two or three. If you are enjoying this podcast, let us know on our Facebook page. You can find more episodes of John Guest Remembers and Christ Church's other podcast, Our Church, Our Stories, on our webpage, ccgf.org, or wherever you find your podcast by searching for CCGF Talks. Thank you for listening.